Guantanamo Bay and Congress said nay. <laughs> it's it's got to stay closed every day. <laughs> well, friends, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but welcome to our final regular episode of the Presequential Podcast, where for the past year and a half, Russ and Blaine and I have gone from 1 to 45 and under 90 and discussed the life, legacy, and little-known facts about every American president. We're glad you're with us wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. This is the 44th episode on President Barack Obama. Shout out to all of our patrons across the country who helped to make this episode possible. If you want to unlock all of our past bonus episodes on other historical figures and get our future ones, which we will keep releasing, we'd love for you to join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash presequential. You can go to the show notes for that link. Signing up takes a couple minutes and your support helps us to create more content. Blaine, tell everybody about the book we read for this episode what we're calling this episode, and what we're drinking in honor of President Obama. I meant to look up the actual page count. So <laughs> I read this book. I bought it, and I don't like hardback books. I mean, they're fine. They're just, it's a lot. And so I was like, well, I wanted to get the softback version, paperback. It's nice. Softback. What I didn't, softback. What I didn't realize <laughs> was the only version of paperback they had was large print. Yeah. <laughs> so I created a new problem for myself. Did you put on your readers? As you, yeah. yeah. This is called a promised land it is by barack obama hey which we will just address up front this we broke the rules for this we did there's only like three books about him none of them cover everything uh rightfully so he's still alive but i actually like genuinely considered not doing him mm-hmm. we considered stopping at w mm-hmm. but we decided to drive forward and do the same thing the other thing is i'm interested to see how this ends because this book ends halfway through his presidency correct so we don't have yeah there's a whole lot we're breaking the rules on here yeah well the, um, the large print helped us get past twenty thousand. Oh boy did it yeah how many pages was the large print it was uh i have 660 is that what you have okay yeah so 660 must be the actual number because the yeah. large print is 1067 yeah so Ooh. it was twenty thousand six hundred and fifty pages if we went normal version okay yeah. that's what yeah. i meant to look yeah. that up this morning and i forgot so this is very surreal it is. I, yeah. didn't, I will say this about you do lose a lot of nuance with an autobiography and I would be interested to see because like you get a lot of like positivity yep. and like altruism and like only the positive things that he would want you to find out about. Mm-hmm. I think there are a couple of parts where he's like a little bit self reflective, like maybe that wasn't great, yeah. but still not in the type of way that you would get from an outsider being sure. like, like Bill O'Reilly. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Bill O'Reilly's <laughs> book about Barack Obama would be considerably different than this one. Oh, man. Um, he said very dryly. <laughs> what if it wasn't? <laughs> so, He's a big fan. Wow, who knew? This episode is called The Meteor. The, the Meteor. Oh, for his, for his rise. Mm-hmm. The Meteor. Correct. Okay. You got oh. it. Yeah, there I it was is. hoping I wouldn't have yeah. to explain <laughs> it. I was like, wait, wait. You're wait. a smart guy, Ryan. When you said Meteor. I, the Meteor. Meteor, yes. Am I saying it wrong? No. The Meteor. I heard Meteor. Like, <laughs> more meat. The Meat Eater. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, and for this the episode, That's we are episode. drinking Yingling mm-hmm. from America's Oldest Brewery yeah. in Hershey, Pennsylvania. The reason was twofold. One, it was allegedly Barack obama's favorite beer two one time he was visiting hershey and like the kind of the legend goes that he didn't know that it was made there and he like brought it up and they were like 
you really didn't know it was made here? And he was like, well, I knew it was a Pennsylvania beer. I really like it. But I was really afraid to say it out loud because, like, you know how election cycles go. And I don't know, like, is it, like, a top-end craft beer that's going to make me not look, <laughs> like, normal to the public people? And they were like, bro. Um, and then in 2010, um, he had what? Why? I just like this uh, this safe space that Barack Obama found to finally confess that he yeah. didn't know where the Yingling like, beer was from. Bro. He's like, bro. Um, in 2010, he made a bet with the Canadian prime minister over the Olympic gold medal hockey game that if the United States won, the Canadian prime minister had to buy Barack Obama a case of Yingling. And if Canada won, Barack Obama had to buy him a case of Molson. Okay. And Canada won because it's hockey. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, he sent him a case of Molson and yeah. a case of Yingling. Both cases of beer are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, They were fine. never that's cool. uh, drank. They just went straight to the Hockey that's Hall cool. of Fame. That's neat. So that's why we're drinking Yingling. Molson's a good beer. The Meteor. Have you ever had Molson or Labatt's? Labatt's Probably, is a yeah. too. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I've had Molson. Well, this yingling's going down smooth. Cheers, boys. It does. Yep. And uh, we have a guest visitor. We have two guest visitors, actually, just in the room. Uh, we have the one and only Jenny Zimmerman, joined by Beverly, the... What breed is she? Uh, she's a Chihuahua miniature pincher. Yeah. She's That's a sweetheart. Couldn't be more opposite of the original podcast, Dog Dirk, R.I.P. Oh, shout out. Man, shout that out is... Look, can we like take a moment? Yeah. Like, It's been two years. Yeah. Right, a yeah. little over two years, oh, yeah, or I years. guess two years since we started recording. Yeah, in that time, I've lost a dog, gained yeah. a dog. Mm. We moved. A lot of stuff has happened. Our mm-hmm. kids have gone through two different grades of school. Yeah, and we were yeah. talking about this the other day in the kitchen. Like, I fully expected this to fall apart at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, like I definitely expected at some point yeah. one of us is like, "Look, I've got stuff going on. Yeah, like this yeah. is not important anymore." I'm, I'm really sorry, but we can't do it. Yeah. And it never happened. I remember we got that. that's Lincoln. Like, no man. I well, know. have wild. we ever have we talked on air about emailing the Stephen Floyd, the guy that that did the reviews? I think we might have said it in a bonus episode. So yeah, I emailed Stephen Floyd. It's been a few months ago now, and I was like, "Hey, bro, here's what we're doing. We're at an impasse." Uh, Tell the people who Stephen Floyd. Stephen is. Floyd's the guy that wrote all the reviews. Like he read every biography of every president and then he wrote reviews of all of them. And his reviews are how we picked the books. Yeah. How I should say how I picked the books. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure what to do with Obama or Trump. And mm-hmm. so I just reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, uh, here's what we've been doing. Like for one, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we shout you out every episode. We put yeah. a link to your website in our show notes and we, don't know what to do about Obama or Trump. And you haven't reviewed any of them. But no, he had reviewed some Obama books. Yeah. And they all they were all bad. And he was like, well, honestly, you're probably not going to get any for another 10-ish years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I think at the time, <laughs> who would have been out at the time? It was somebody like early. It was probably like Wilson. Okay. was live when we when he got the response. Okay. And he was like, by the way, I went back and looked up your podcast. Like, I can't believe you've made it this far. Yeah. Like a lot of people have started this project that you've yeah. started and they've all emailed me. He was like, they all email me and typically they never even make it like to Lincoln. Huh. Like they give up really early. Okay. So the fact that you've made it this far is really impressive. That's cool. And I was like, that's dope. That's super cool. 
and I still kind of like at that point, I think we had kind of gone over the edge where it was like, nobody was backing out at this point. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your Russ thoughts? Is there more than one hockey hall of fame? Like in other countries? <laughs> I love that you've been thinking about that the entire time that Blaine's like, been it's, it's big over there too. Like in other continents. That was such a Russ question. <laughs> Um, I would imagine there's only one that is like designated like the, you know, the I'm mecca sure there's of hockey. One in Russia. There's got to oh, be. Oh, yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. Or other ice hockey places. What was the question? I mean, did you have anything to add about the last two years? I mean, um, we still have one more, at least one more wrap up episode where we rank our presidents from mm-hmm. 45, 44 to one. Because mm-hmm. technically, because Cleveland, yeah. or you have to put it in twice. You have to rank each. <laughs> Grover Cleveland one and yeah. Grover Cleveland two. I wish, I wish we had had the forethought of taking some type of presidential quiz oh. at the beginning. Okay. So then we could retake it at the end. Oh, because yeah. That's a good point. Because I was trying to think the other day of... What knowledge have I actually gained sure. from this podcast? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a handful of things that I'm not even sure are correct. You, well, hindsight. You, what? Hindsight's one of my superpowers. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, I'm if I was going to be an X-Man, I'd use the power of hindsight. hindsight. Uh, shout out to Russ, though. Producer Russ and our vice presidential extraordinaire. Um, yeah. Sorry. Here's to Russ. All right. Normally we talk about, hey, what do you remember about the president from social studies? Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you guys remember? I, I mean, what are, have what are social studies anymore? By then. What are just some kind of like high level memories that you have of Obama's time in office? I remember the night he was elected. Okay. It was like my, I don't know, let's say two or three months into living in El Paso. So I just joined the army. Okay. Um, and everyone, uh, the next morning, like quite literally thought like the world was going to be on fire. Mm. They're like, well, Democrat won. We're all screwed. Oh, that's That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) We're losing all of our funding. It's, I I mean, like, and it happens like that's a type, that's a thing. That's a prevalent fear. It's ridiculous. I remember, I mean, the tan suit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The controversy. What were some other good ones? Um, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like hope. hope. Very good design. Are you yeah. talking like the uh, the image hope. of his face? They stole it from the, that Obey thing, or Obey stole it from them, or what was it? There was a specific dude that designed it, and yeah. like they commissioned him. They they did pay the guy to do okay. it. But that was a. I mean, that's a really cool piece of like art. art not yeah. A, yeah. Like buttons and stuff like that were important in in the back in the days. And they weren't for a while, and then like that oh, kind of we'll, revived. It. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. The way they were able to convince people that historically don't vote to vote was yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, um, especially in like the the cockeye, the co- oh, the multi- plural no, of caucuses, cockeye. 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 Yeah, cockeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in Iowa and stuff yeah. like that. I do have some funny <laughs> Iowan notes on that. Um, okay. Do you feel like the campaign was more exciting than the presidency? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a better question for that's legacy. Fair. Yeah. For later. I don't know when she's coming in, but I'll ask her. <laughs> <laughs> well, Russ is on fire tonight. Yeah, I really legacy am. sounds like somebody you would... Uh, legacy I, definitely sounds like somebody you'd meet on one of the establishments on Pendleton and Pike. Yeah, yeah. on stage yeah. too. <laughs> I remember watching his inauguration with my friends while we were in New York City living there for a couple months, watching that all in the apartment. That was cool. I remember his emotional address after Sandy Hook. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, I remember um, the picture uh, in like the Situation Room of yes. uh, when they killed Bin Laden. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember staying up to watch because it was kind of a later evening. Yeah. Yeah. Prime time or not prime time, but late evening national dress. I remember that. I just also had like just being overall pretty cool. Well, let's dive in. Barack Hussein Obama the second. I didn't know. I didn't realize he was the second. Uh, was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, on August fourth, nineteen sixty one. All right. <laughs> Joke one of the night from playing. Was uh, he <laughs> making him the first president to ever be born in Hawaii? Um, uh, his parents, Ann Dunham and Barack Obama Sr., met in 1960 in a Russian language class at the University of Hawaii. We have a lot in common, he and I, about growing up. Oh, yeah, sure. He was raised by his grandma, mm-hmm. very close to his grandmother. Yeah. He met his dad twice. Mm-hmm. I actually thought about that. I was like, how many times have I met my dad? I think it's two times. It okay. might be three. Okay. Maybe three. But Let's count them down. <laughs> yeah, you mean, I'll <laughs> list off the specific events that happen each time. Um, <laughs> Jenny's, Jenny's pulling the cord on that one. His father, who was already married, was a foreign student on a scholarship in Hawaii. And Anne and Barack married in Wailuku. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, on February 2nd of 61, six months after young Barry uh, was born. Have you been to Hawaii? I feel like I've you've not. been to Hawaii. Really? I haven't, yeah. Not even on the boat? Uh, no. Well, you guys Never. were up north. Your boat went north. Yeah. Yeah. The closest we got was like west coast of, I mean, like Catalina Island was probably the closest we ever <laughs> got to Hawaii. <laughs> and there was the wine mixer. Selling helicopters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Have you, have you ever been to Hawaii? No. No? Right I'm now? trying to save it <laughs> no. for my 50th yeah. marathon. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be That's awesome. Like, I want to do all 50 states. I want Hawaii to be the 50th because the ones that they have there, they make a big deal if it's your 50th. Yeah. And it'd be a cool way to like celebrate the accomplishment. And the 50th Take the state. whole yeah. family on vacation. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is is the goal for you with the marathons to run 50 by age 50? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how many have you run? Uh, or what, states, how many states? 11. Yeah. How many marathons have you run total? I don't know. Yeah. More just, than 11. Is okay. there a Stephen Floyd of the marathon world? Oh, oh that's a good dude, question. Yes. Yeah. It's there are a lot of very uh, annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Insufferable uh, is another word for oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Obama's parents divorced in March of '64. Obama Senior returned to his homeland of Kenya, where he married for a third time and worked for the Kenyan government. He visited his young son in Hawaii only once. Later, as Brock was growing up, in Christmas of 1971, he was killed in an auto accident in '82 when oh. Obama was 21. Recalling his early childhood, Obama said, "Quote that my father looked nothing like the people around me. That he was as black as pitch. My mother was as white as milk." barely registered in my mind. So this really was a, a melting pot of, of an upbringing. Didn't he give him a basketball when he came back? Yeah, I think so. He was like, that was, he didn't know what to do. So yeah. he was like, can you get a basketball? Here you go. And he was also, he was in college when he found out his dad died. And yeah, because that would have been in 82. So he would have been in Columbia, I think. So what, masters? Actually, he might've been still at Occidental. No, he was an undergrad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know that? His undergrad, Obama, he went to Occidental I didn't know on that. purpose. Huh, nice. Well, you got a full ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was <laughs> well done. Well done. That was good. That was really good. And his uh, dad died in an accident. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> well, he was at Columbia. Columbia or Harvard? He would have died when Barack was at 
Columbia because he spent two years at Occidental, transferred to Columbia as a junior. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I think it would have been during his undergrad. Columbia, formerly known as King's College. That's correct. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll drink. I'll right. drink. We haven't had a Hamilton reference in a while. Yeah, yeah I'll right. drink. Well, ever since I heard that Aaron Burr thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom met my an Indonesian. Changed. What? <laughs> what did you say? I said my opinion has changed. Ah, that kind of sparked this whole journey, in a way, when you yeah. saw Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I recently learned more things about Aaron Burr that's changed my opinion of the man. Yeah, yeah. He's a I patriot. no longer. Yeah, I no longer have the hardline anti stance anymore. We're evolving, aren't we? Yeah, and isn't yeah. that important to be yeah. able to do that? It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom <laughs> met an Indonesian student named Lolo Satoro, who was attending college in Hawaii. Uh, when Satoro was forced to return to Indonesia in '67, Barack and Anne moved to Indonesia with him and remained there until Obama turned ten. Uh, he spent four years in Jakarta, and uh, he was able to speak Indonesian fluently as a child. At that time, his mom sent him back to the States to live with his maternal grandparents, like you mentioned, Blaine, in Hawaii, because she feared for his safety and was concerned about the quality of education he was receiving. She then came back with his sister, joining him in Hawaii, although his mom eventually returned to Indonesia to work uh, as an anthropological field worker. Fun fact, Indonesia is the only Asian country in the Southern Hemisphere. Huh. Clearly that applies here. India yeah. is not in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't think. Uh-huh. I, I, that fact might not even be true, but I read it once. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the Vinyl Jeopardy question yeah. that I saw okay. once. Okay. We should do a geography podcast. Oh, man, yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, his mom would later divorce Lolo, earn a PhD degree, and pass away later in Hawaii following uh, unsuccessful treatment for ovarian and uterine cancer. Uh, Obama, when he was a teen, admittedly, he said that he used alcohol, marijuana, and cocaine during his teenage years to, quote, push questions of who I was out of my mind. So there was this you know, ongoing identity struggle of where did he fit in amongst the different cultures that he grew up in. That's somebody who's been to therapy. Yeah. yeah. yeah because, so. like, you did him because it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I think he, instead of, you know, how Clinton said, you know, I did I, did, I did it, but inhale. I didn't inhale. Yeah. Obama yeah. was like, no, I definitely inhaled. That was the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So he graduates in 79 from high school, moves to L.A. to attend Occidental, which we talked about. In February of 81, he made his first public speech, calling for Occidental to participate in the disinvestment from South Africa in response to the nation's policy of apartheid. Do you think, man, I'd kind of like to hear that. Like, do you think he still had the same cadence or did you think he learned that cadence later? So good question. I think disinvest. The, the, the short From clip. the apartheid? Uh, apartheid. Um, <laughs> I think it probably evolved. But they, I mean, there's obviously got to be I just, I'm, I'm really imagining like, it, we need to disinvest. <laughs> yeah. From apartheid. Give him time. Give him yeah. time. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll deepen. Well, you know, I think as he, again, we're jumping a little ahead, but as he then spent time in Chicago in... Uh, predominantly black churches, mm-hmm. and he heard the oratory of the preachers mm-hmm. that really informed a lot of oh, his yeah. That's really oratory style. He went over to Pakistan for three weeks with some uh, college friends to visit their families. He was very well-traveled as a young man. Abbottabad? Yeah. I'm sorry? Was he in Abbottabad? That would have been irony, a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Transferred to Columbia in New York City his junior year, studied poli-sci and international relations, graduated in 83, went to the corporate world for a little bit in New York, 
And then he went to work in Chicago. There was a church-based community organization called the Developing Communities Project. He was their director for three years, and he worked on job training and college prep. Um, wasn't it the only reason that he could do that was because he wrote his first book when he was in New York, and he and it like was relatively successful. Correct. So like he had like a nest egg to be able to go do community work. It might have been actually shortly after that fact, because okay. when he went to Harvard, it got a lot of national attention that he was the first black president of the Harvard right. Law Review, which right. then it was, yeah, it was after him, Harvard that he correct. Wrote the book. Yeah, yeah, but around that same time, though, like we said, he went to Harvard Law School after working in Chicago for three years. Um, he served as a research assistant to a constitutional scholar there by the name of Lawrence Tribe. That's a dope name. The Lawrence yeah, Tribe, is. isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he graduated from Harvard, went on to teach constitutional law at the University of Chicago Law School for the next 12 years. Uh, during this time, he met and married Michelle Robinson. That's a wild number, right? 12 years? Yeah, that he did mm -hmm. anything for 12 years before he was a president. Yeah. Yeah, Because, right. like, he was so young. Yeah. I guess he was only a senator, like, for, what, four years? State senator before that. Right. Yeah. And then you add 12 years before that. Mm -hmm. And then you add how long it takes to get through college and grad school yeah. and law school. Yeah. That math doesn't add up to me. That was an interesting thing to read right. about in his autobiography about how many, you know, just how busy he was during that season. That math doesn't add up. If you're 25 and you teach for 12 years, you're 37. Mm -hmm. Correct. Four years later, you're 41. Four years later, you're 45. How old was he when he got elected? I think he was 47, perhaps. All right. Well, yeah. Math adds up. Yeah. Myth busted. <laughs> The Obamas would have two daughters, Malia and Sasha, via IVF, which I, I know about. I know no idea either. about that in, in the research. Um, They're not twins, right? No. Uh -uh. Mm. That happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. heard. Sometimes yeah. they have eight. There's yeah. TV shows about it. There's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. He met Trinity United Church of Christ Pastor Jeremiah Wright in October yeah. of 87 and became a member of Trinity in 92. During his first presidential campaign in May of 08, he resigned from Trinity after some of Wright's statements were criticized. Oh, yeah. What were those? Oh, yeah. No, it was, <laughs> you, yeah, it was way more like dramatic than yeah. that. Yeah. He made, I don't, now I don't remember. I didn't, and I didn't write them down, so I'm not going to yeah. reference them in the book. Really easily, sort of but he made some comments, like some very militant comments, I believe. There was one about um, in, instead of God blessing America, God damn America. Yeah. That's what oh, he said. Yeah. I think, I, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, no, I yeah. think that was, yeah, I think that's what he said. And then he, I think he was like towards the beginning of like the anti-police rhetoric uh, mm -hmm. that people obviously didn't like. I could be wrong, but I think Pastor Wright married the Obamas. I think he was the officiant at, I at believe you're wedding. right. Yeah. I believe you're right. Yeah. And so what was happening were Obama's political opponents were like taking the stuff he was saying mm -hmm. and putting them on Fox news and being like, this is his friend. Yeah. Like this is the person you want running the country. Right. And so, yeah, he said like in the book, he talks about like it was really hard because like, yeah. he was a really, really solid mentor and, mm -hmm. and somebody he looked up to. Yeah. And he was like, honestly, like some of the stuff he said, whether I agreed with it or not, like it was just really done in poor form and poor taste. And I had to just yeah. separate myself. Yeah. He was elected in 96 to the Illinois Senate, where he worked to reform ethics and healthcare laws, won a lot of fans while he was a state senator. He got reelected twice in 98 and 02. He began to explore the possibility of a U.S. Senate run around this time. Congress. Sorry. Right? Yeah. He lost the congressional race? Yes. Wait, no. He was state senator and then started to think about a U.S. Senate run around the time that his third term in the state Senate began. Well, no, but he lost a congressional race. Yes, in you're right. 
Yeah, and in between yeah. those, correct, he ran for Congress and lost because the the story he talks about he's he's at the Democratic National Convention yep. in two thousand and they wouldn't even let him on the floor. Yeah, he didn't have good enough credentials. <laughs> Eight years before yeah. he became president, he didn't get good enough credentials to get in the room. Although four yeah. years later was the big speech he spoke. that yeah. ignited. Yeah. Like who's that's this guy? wild. Yeah, I mean, that's why that I named it the meteor. Eight years before he became yeah. president, he was so unknown and had just lost that they wouldn't even let him into the Democratic National Convention. Gosh, hmm. man. At that 04 keynote speech at the DNC, he said, quote, there's not a liberal America and a conservative America. There's a United States of America. He was wrong about that. There's not a black America and white America <laughs> and Latino America and Asian America. There's a United States of America. I don't like when people start listing those off because then they yeah. like leave out people. Like you should know oh, better. And than also, to start like listing. he was, yeah. There, yeah. there is all of those things. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah, just Blaine in the back. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. There's actually all of those things exist, and they're all okay in and of themselves. Yeah, the tattooed guy with an obvious leg cramp. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone will get that joke. Nope. Uh, only if you pay us. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of that, become a patron at patreon.com slash presidential. Uh, no five, he was elected to the U.S. Senate where he served the next three years. He actually worked with Indiana Senator Dick Luger. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. had great things to say about mm-hmm. Dick Luger. So yeah. my brother And vice versa. My brother-in-law and a couple of his friends also worked on Dick Luger's staff for a long time. Or not a long oh. time, for a little while after yeah. college. And I've always heard really great things about working for him and that yeah. he was just a really upstanding individual. Yeah. He was in the, the kind of bygone age is where there, there were still a lot of people that actually cared about their job sure. in D.C. and actually cared about like the people, their constituents, and would work across the aisle to make things happen yeah. that like were actually helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, really understood foreign policy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, that dude. Really well, I mean, understood. isn't there a foreign policy center named after Dick Luger? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there Yeah, there was. But President Obama, he, I mean, he had he went on for pages yeah. on how much he respected Dick Luger yeah. and loved working with him. Imagine having Dick Luger for being one of your mentors yeah. while you're a young senator I well mean, it's like i said my brother-in-law like he'll he brings it up from time to time he's like yeah. it was two of the best years of his life yeah you know working for him and learning under him and yeah. it's obviously it's not like they were working hand in hand sure a staffer but still yeah. i think politics aside we can all say i mean just the impact that dick luger had on the city of indianapolis too i mean mm-hmm. was monumental no pun intended huh. but <laughs> they worked on the de-escalation of nuclear weapon arsenals over in uh in Europe and the former Russian states. But anyway. No. Yeah, he went with them to Russia, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. November of 08, he resigned from the Senate to prepare for his presidential term. Although the road to the White House was not an easy one for him. I know this was just back in 08, but that's still 14 years ago. So here's a little refresher. The primary election was against Hillary Clinton, who basically most Democrats assumed would be the favorite for the party nom. Go ahead. Okay. So let's talk about Iowa. So one of the things I truly enjoyed about this book. Did you read this book, by the way, Russ? No. Okay, for some reason I thought this was the one that you read. Did you read the Bush book? I didn't read any of the books. I thought you read one of them. <laughs> Not any of them. What? We, you haven't been reading these this whole time? I think we've made that very clear many times. What the hell, Russ? Yeah. <laughs> really pulled the wool over my eyes. Dang it. For two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> for some reason I remember texting you. I think it was about this one. I was like, I actually think you would enjoy reading this book. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you did. He really dives into like how the Iowa caucus mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's 
if I could try, this is probably going to be incorrect. Basically, the way it works is they have these like town halls and everyone in the town comes to like the town hall and has to out loud like announce who they're voting for. So all 218 people. Yeah. And then like and then they tally up the votes and then that town hall, that's one vote for whoever. And then all the town halls come together oh, and whoever has the sort most of like a town. mini electoral college in a way, but like it's that's a public so vote. Weird. Yeah. That's one of the things that yeah. I thought was so like, <laughs> it's impo- like, I would imagine it'd be really, really, really hard to get people activated. To want to come- You're not recording. Are you, did you just have that realization? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> just, looking up what other, just, the minute you started talking about Iowa, he's like, uh, <laughs> well, no, trash. I just saw I'm looking you up go what to other your states. computer <laughs> and I saw your pupils dilate and I was like, oh, crap. we haven't been recording this whole time. Have we? <laughs> no, I was just looking what <laughs> other states, <laughs> what other states have caucuses or cockeye. Besides cockeye. Iowa. I'm just curious. So I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah. If you lose Iowa, you like up front, you really don't have like a huge chance. Although Biden just did, but yeah. they had to go and they had to get volunteers like, all in these remote areas of yep. Iowa, and they get had to convince people who would historically never vote to go vote and vote publicly and out loud. Yeah, why would they do that? Why have you? How long have you lived in the Midwest? Well, a while. We don't change quickly. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but because that's how they've always done it, Russ. I got gotcha. you. But do other places? <laughs> so before Iowa did it, uh-huh. or has always done it. Was that a standard practice? Oh, I'm sure. Huh. Well, I mean, yeah, but only men, white men. Well, oh, I mean, sure. <laughs> I was thinking too, like, didn't they do it? And I'm it? sure I got part of that wrong, or there's something you want to interject, like, save your Facebook message. I'm not going to read it. Wasn't there? I'll read it. <laughs> Somebody will. I'll read it. Blame on. We get in. really long ones. What was the episode where there was, like, you had to go in front, and there was, like, some uh, tavern owner who basically bought booze for everybody, oh, got them all drunk, that was and he's real like, early. vote for me. Yeah, that and, was like, We like that guy. Oh, yeah. But you had to uh, say it out loud. Like Hayes or something. Yeah, it was Maybe. super, super. Yeah. No, it was way before I think that. It was like it William was, Henry yeah. Harrison or something. Yeah. Like back it, Martin mm. Van Buren back there. Yeah, I think it was Van Buren. Well, it was a common practice. Because he right? basically, yeah. he bought beer for people. And they, they were like, well, he bought me beer, so I'll vote for him. <laughs> I like that guy. It's um, even like a name for it. One right? of the things that, that they did use. was they got Norma Lyon, who is, do you know who Norma Lyon is? I feel like no, you, I don't. you might. Okay. Norma Lyons, the woman that does all the famous uh, butter sculptures for the Iowa State oh, Fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they got her Jesus. to do a butter sculpture of Barack Obama's <laughs> face. I think it's called a bust. A butt. A, a butterst. A buddhist. Um, <laughs> I said a Buddhist. <laughs> it's a Buddhist. I work in butter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Norma Lyon. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we, we said her name because she deserves Say that. her name, Blaine. Yeah. She That's, deserves that. Is that the Big Butter Jesus lady? Uh, I don't know about that. No, there's know. a Big Butter there's Jesus. There's a whole indie movie about it. Back when Hollywood <laughs> still made movies that weren't about superheroes, <laughs> there's a movie about the butter That's and the funny. Iowa State Fair. Oh, man. What did you say? It's not a thing. What are they going to talk about if it doesn't have a superhero? So oh. Obama was literally a butterface. <laughs> there was a butterface. <laughs> um, two other states have caucuses. Cockeye, uh, Wyoming. <laughs> And Nevada. Yeah, but Wyoming's not hard. You just get everybody at once. <laughs> what do you guys think? Like four people are like, and that's Dick, fine. And Dick Cheney. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Russ is holding up a picture of a, uh, Big of butter a Jesus. Uh, very but large, not, maybe 50-foot tall Jesus. No, that's what I was trying to figure out. Where is that? That looks like a uh, miniature. Um, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that called? Christ the Redeemer? Yeah, that's probably right. Christos mm-hmm. el 
Redeemost. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the campaign of 08. <laughs> Clinton ended her campaign in June of 08. And she later endorsed Obama for the general election. Obama and Senator Joe Biden ran against Senator John McCain of Arizona and Alaska Governor Sarah Palin and won approximately 53% of the popular vote and 365 electoral votes. The Yes We Can moniker uh-huh. came out of, he lost New Hampshire yeah. uh, to Hillary, I think. Well, I think, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was just those two. I don't think it ever like got to like the beginning of what? 16 when we had like 18 people right. on each side right i think it was pretty much just those those two for the Gosh. majority of it he was <laughs> giving like a concession speech history out of my mind he was giving a concession speech after losing the new hampshire primary and he said yes we can and like people picked up on it and they didn't even re- his campaign didn't hmm. realize that it was like a grassroots thing mm-hmm. till i think they were in like south carolina mm-hmm. and then whenever they would go to like different churches or whatever people yeah. would be like oh mr obama yes we can mm-hmm. and then people started chanting it and then his his group was like well, quick, we gotta yeah. get this quick get a we t-shirt gotta, company yeah. Yeah. Right t-shirts now. t-shirts somebody sprint <laughs> me a sign put down yes, that butter can. sculpture yeah. we need t-shirts yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was like they moved really rapidly. They were really um, well. It's Favreau, right? John Favreau. Uh-huh. Uh, about him, he was the right. like head writer. He was the head speech writer for him, like from running all the way through both presidencies. I don't know if I knew that. Is that true? Not, not. It's a different John Favreau. It's not the guy from Iron Man <laughs> okay. or Swingers. Swing yeah. Elf, the writer yeah. of Elf. No, Maybe. it's not. It's different a different John, John Favreau. Yeah. No, he has okay. he, he has a, a really successful podcast now. Okay. Because he worked for The Ringer for a while, Bill Simmons' company for a while after Obama's presidency. And he was Obama's speechwriter for okay. all eight years. Nice. Super, super, super smart dude. Yeah, yeah. I think he worked for 538 for a minute, Nate Silver's like statistics website. Okay. Really interesting to listen to. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I mean, he's been on the inside, and I think he was, like, 30. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. He was, like, super young when he was doing all this. Good for not swingers John Favreau. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Obama calls him out a couple times in yeah. the book. Like, talks about, like, yeah. hey, I needed to go find Favs. Yeah. That's what they called him. Yeah, I remember he also ran with a crew, like, from his old school days in Chicago, right? Oh, when they played basketball yeah. and stuff? Yeah, and they would just hang out backstage and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was well because it was a uh, one of his security detail played mm-hmm. basketball at UNC, I think. Yeah, and so they would Big get dude. yeah they yeah. would get like runs going. They would they would get the runs, and <laughs> <laughs> like his entourage. No, yeah, like, like yeah, no, he kind of had just like so, a, a very inner circle of maybe three or four guys that knew him from childhood and his younger. That sounds years. like entourage. Well, yeah. but the yeah, guy I'm talking point. about, he was like one of his Secret Service agents. Okay, and he played basketball in North Carolina, I believe, at North Carolina. Cool. And so they would like do whenever they'd go somewhere. Like that was how it was. Like how jogging was to W. He played basketball. Yeah, he would get in pick up basketball games. I believe it's I heard Mark Wahlberg does that too. Yeah. Actually, the day he, he brings was, the guy with him everywhere he goes just to play basketball, just in case. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise it's me. It's true. Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a great series. Yeah. I, well, I want to get a run going, guys. Uh, <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my basketball guy? The day he was elected, not inaugurated, elected, yeah, election day. Yeah. He did a speech here in Indianapolis. 
I don't remember who was, and I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure it was in the lawn behind my office. Okay. I th- it might have been Jesse Jackson. On the mall there. On the mall, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he played basketball here in Indy. It cool. didn't say what gym. I was really upset yeah. because, like, there, that's a really cool, somebody knows where. And I'm sure I could find it on the internet. I bet it was, I mean, it had to be like Hinkle, right? But he played the a pickup basketball club. game. Uh, actually, if, or maybe had, Christmas Attics. I mean, I that would have been say, symbolic. If I had to guess, it yeah. was probably at Christmas Attics. Yeah. But he played a pickup basketball game that morning. Um, That's cool. Although, if it was Christmas Attics, I feel like he would have said that in the book because yeah. of the historical reverence. Sure. He played pickup basketball that morning. Jesse Jackson, I believe. Somebody gave a speech for him, and then he went up to Chicago, watched the results. Cool. And I was like, man... There should have been more about the basketball in Indianapolis yeah. that morning. Like, and why don't more people know that story? Because that's really cool that is as it. a city. Yeah, like that's really yeah. really cool to be that's that cool. part of history. Mm-hmm. I was only half paying attention to what you were saying, and <laughs> I thought I thought you said that he played a pickup basketball game with Jesse Jackson. <laughs> that would have been you really were awesome. only listening to half. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Al, more than half. Al Sharpton's just raising his hand. He's yes. like, put me in. It's like you're a little too short. What's it, Don King's out front? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So he's he's now elected, and uh, before, three days before his inauguration, he hosted a whistle stop train tour in honor of the 200th anniversary of Lincoln's birth year. He reenacted the final part of Lincoln's 1861 train tour from Philly to DC oh. to capture the mood of Lincoln's train tour uh, for his own the final part of his presidency. What? I thought you were going to say oh, reenacted the final part of Lincoln's oh, presidency. Man, this play is great. <laughs> For his train ride to D.C., he rode in the Georgia 300, a vintage railroad car used by past presidents. Was it Pullman? Was uh, it a Pullman car? I don't know. That guy Pullman. was... We had a bonus episode on uh, George Pullman. Was that his name? Oh, yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah, did I, we think really? you, I think yeah. you did it, Russ. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. He uh, moved cities. Yeah, he really did. He did. Obama and Biden were inaugurated on Tuesday, January 20th of 09 at the west front of the Capitol. The 56th inauguration set a record attendance for any event held in the city and was one of the most observed events ever by a global audience. Chief Justice John Roberts administered the oath while Michelle held the Bible that Lincoln used at his 1861 inauguration. Pretty cool. Yep. Let's take a break. But before we go to break, I would be interested to know how many presidents used that Bible because as I was rereading my notes earlier... I remember thinking, I I know of at least a couple others that said they used the Lincoln Bible. Mm-hmm. I'd we be curious up. to know. Yeah. So let's let's come back from yeah. the break with that. I think it makes sense to take a break for his presidency. Sure thing. Yeah. You listen to The Meteor, episode 44 of the Presidential Podcast. Here's a word from our sponsors. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. 
Welcome back, friends. So Obama's inaugurated. He's now our 44th president. Chief Justice John Roberts administered the oath. Did we figure out how many presidents used the Lincoln Bible? Oh, yeah. Russ, did you find that out in the break? Uh, It was at least Donald Trump. Which is shocking that he did anything that Obama did. Or used a Bible. Yeah, I don't think it's shocking he used a Bible. Like, I think he knows how to pander. Yeah, that's a good point. I think. No, I I mean, he did that it. one thing where he walked yeah. over to the church and just held the Bible in his yeah, hand. Yeah, that, that, that upset me. That went well. Oh, it upset you? Why? Uh-huh. Uh, Russ, you're still looking. That's fine. I mean, it wasn't many. It was That's the okay. Bible was used by Lincoln at his inauguration. It was also used by Obama at his. And finally, it was most recently used oh. by Trump. Okay, so there I was a long like, stretch. I thought like Reagan did. Uh, yeah. I think more used Washington's, right? Oh, that could mm. be true. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Four years prior to his inauguration, then-Senator Obama had been one of 22 senators to vote against Roberts during his Supreme Court nomination. The inauguration marked the first time a chief justice administered the oath to a president-elect who had previously voted against the chief justice's confirmation. First time that happened? First time. Uh, Do you think that John Roberts, when he came up, he was like, when Obama first asked him, he tried to like say he was sorry, and John Roberts was like, it's too late. To apologize. Played it on his little iPod Dwayne. shuffle. <laughs> yeah. But it was like the little one, so he was like, wait, not that one. Not hold that on, one. wait, wait, not that hold one. on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Gotta plug this into my... It wasn't the kind with the tracker that was like... <laughs> yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, that, that was, was the fun. fun I've had. When Obama said, quote, we are a nation of Christians and Muslims, Jews and Hindus and non-believers, and quote, in his speech, it was the first time an American president acknowledged American non-religious believers. In an inaugural address, he was also the first president to mention gay rights or even say the word gay in an inaugural address, interestingly enough. Hmm. That's interesting, knowing that the meaning of it changed over time. You would think that, like, well, no, I'm saying, like, you would think that when it was, when people used the term to mean happy Happy. all the time, that it probably would have been, especially in, like, the... Like yeah. when the economy was going really well in yeah. like the early 1900s. Yeah. Like yeah. We're having a gay old time. That's we'll continue point. being gay <laughs> for decades to come. <laughs> I'm Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> These are twist offs, by the way. Oh, they are? <laughs> oh, I thought that we needed. A- I'm sorry. Every yingling I've drunk has uh, needed a pop top or a little. Uh, my bad. Uh, he invited the marching band from his old high school in Hawaii to perform mm. in his inaugural parade, which Did I thought they was play cool. What song was that? What song was that? The trick daddy had. The uh. Baby, because I'm a thug. Yeah, no, no. We're gonna let the band take care of this. <laughs> you know what song I'm talking yeah, about? It came out when Baby I was in college. I'm a thug. No, that's a different song. Oh, I'm just going. With yeah. You. Pull up Trick Daddy's Uh greatest hits. Okay. Okay. What's up? Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I wish he would have played that to everybody that didn't vote for him. (laughs) I think it is important, though, to recognize how important that moment is in history. Oh, yeah. Whether you agree with anything he ever did while he was in office, millions of children... Yeah. For the first time in history. Yeah. Got to see someone that looked like them. Yeah. Do like take the highest office in the land. Yeah. And that is so powerful. Yeah. Cause like, I think that's the thing that people miss that get all angry about it. Yeah. It's like, you don't understand what it's like to look at every single comic book and everybody doesn't look sure. like you. And no, no president's ever looked like you before. Yeah. Like now, Somebody like those little kids can be like, now that is option. Yeah. That is an option yeah. for me now. Yeah. Like that's huge. Yeah. Big. 
Um, had to be, I mean, humbling to say the least, incredibly humbling for him to realize how many people came before him to I mean, pave the way obviously as well. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, no. but man, yeah. that had to just feel awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For so many people watching that. Yeah. Just awesome. Yeah. I mean, you saw that, I mean, on election day too, right? When he, when you oh, sure, found yeah. out that he oh, yeah. just, there's just, tears. there's obviously no way we'll ever be able to understand or yeah. relate to that yeah. feeling, but yeah. gosh, dang. Yeah. The day after his inauguration, there was uh, the ceremonial prayer service, and the sermon was delivered by Reverend Sharon Watkins of the Disciples of Christ denomination. She was the first woman to deliver the sermon for a presidential inaugural prayer service. Interestingly enough, later that same evening, a second oath ceremony took place in the map room of the White House because... Oh, into uh, the Illuminati? <laughs> That's right. This yeah. is the one nobody knows about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wink. There's a tree at a peon. Yeah, he well, peed on the tree. <laughs> Chief Justice Roberts misadministered like a couple words. Oh, like he man. said president to the United States as opposed to president of. There were some start and stops between the two of them that in the moment they kind of politely laughed off, but certain White House legal counsel people were like, hey, we need to do this by the book. Yeah, and so, someone will, especially with him. Yeah, then right. The people went yeah. ahead and just picked apart everything. everything yeah. Like that would have come up. And so it was basically out of an abundance of caution that they did it. Uh, a much smaller audience, of course. What do you mean? Did stuff like that come up during the campaign? Uh, oh, man. <sighs> Two days into office. He was like, will you count me in? Ryan's favorite part of any song ever <laughs> that came out in 2008. Did just, it? Mm-hmm, yep. Sure did. Oh, that's funny. I just, for everyone that doesn't know, the one time this came up, and I don't remember why it came up, Ryan lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. You struck it. She asked to be counted in, and they kept it and into the song. It. If you don't know what song I'm talking about, I'm talking about Bubbly by Colby Cavalier. Calais. Kellyette. Her dad's a record producer. Like he he produced Fleetwood Mac, and here she is. Really? Like, Can you count me in? They probably thought it was cute. <laughs> like it's your song. <laughs> like you should know when to come in. Also, don't you guys have one of those little things? Yeah, you have a click track in your ear. It's just yeah. Doesn't that count you in? It's a metronome. Yeah, you Man, should know. Yeah, I, I mean, there are very few things that get your blood boiling God. as much as Colby Calliat <sighs> asking to be counted in. <laughs> Can you count me in? <laughs> Sure. Do you want me to keep that in the track too? Usually, your producer, will, one one's producer, will give you two bars of just click track. It's oh, kind of like before I've, we I've record so these, more bars than that. We, we give Russ ten <laughs> seconds of bars. empty room noise before we start. So, in editing purposes, he can use it. So you'll get just the clicks right on the designated tempo, mm-hmm. and you should know if it's your song when to come in. But apparently, Colby Calais, it's kind of like Eminem going, "Where's my snare?" He's asking for the snare in the headphones so he can have more oomph to record to. Oh, is that a thing he says? Yeah. yeah. Where's my snare? I I feel like James Brown does a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the two taps. Take it to the bridge. I want people to understand how unreasonably irrational Ryan gets when something <laughs> odd happens with music. Yeah. He gets so mad. Can you count me in? And no one else knows what he's talking about, and it's hilarious. It is. Oh, man. It's just that it's her own song. Never mind. All right. Two days into office, <laughs> he signed an executive order to close Guantanamo uh, within one year. However, uh, the order faced strong resistance in Congress, and the prison remained open after he left office. That was a campaign promise, though. In his uh, first year as president, he became... Guantanamo's been open for a while now. <laughs> 
What? No, I got it. Yeah, you're going. <laughs> Guantanamo got me Bay. feeling like I close it down. Guantanamo Congress Bay. Congress isn't gonna be real happy. Guantanamo Bay and Congress said nay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's got to stay closed every day. <laughs> In his first year as president, he became the fourth president to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize and the third to become a That's Nobel a laureate. We're the first people to somehow do a cover of Bubbly to Guantanamo Bay. That's, oh, man. That might be our magnum opus. I think so. Will you swear me in? I'm going to keep going down the list and find another song to bring up. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, this was the year. Oh, my gosh. This is the year that one band stole Modest Mouse riff and turned it into that crappy ass rock song. Crappy ass rock. Uh, Paralyzer by Finger Eleven. Uh, what's the riff? What, what is it? It, was, it sounded like The Price is Right. That song? Yeah. They, they took a Modest Mouse, like a famous... Modest Mouse guitar riff. Okay. The the down, 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 no, that's okay. the white stripes. I know. I didn't Get, know. Oh, sorry. They took the <laughs> they took the guitar riff from Float On. Okay. And they changed it slightly. Yeah. And they ch- they made this song called Paralyzer. Okay. While I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings, nice. and every night, every night. Someone would play it at least once yeah. on touch tunes, and boy, did <laughs> I hate tunes? that song. What did you do at beat ups? Uh, I all I was. A, oh, yeah, were you a, a food cook? runner? Food runner. No, I was yeah. a food runner. I was. You a were an expo. Yeah. Yeah. And then I waited tables for a little while. Did you enjoy that journey of waiting tables? No. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like I enjoyed like the lifestyle was kind sure. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also kind of why I joined the army. <laughs> <laughs> Like you had a bad seem, experience at beat-ups? Well, no, it just didn't seem very sustainable long-term. <laughs> That's so funny. No offense. No, no, um, none, none. Because, yeah. I mean, we got married in 2008. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say because we got married at a beat-ups. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah. We go back every year. Um, yeah. I love beat-ups. No, oh, that would be terrible catering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obama appointed two women to serve in the Supreme Court in the first two years of his presidency. Otomayor. Sonia Sotomayor, the first uh, Supreme Court justice, either gender, of, of Hispanic descent, and Elena Kagan. There's something uh, else about her, too. Bringing the number of women who... She rides a motorcycle. Sotomayor does? Sotomayor. Yeah. That's cool. With Kagan's nomination, it brought the number of women sitting simultaneously on the court to three for the first time in American history. In 2010, he signed the Don't Ask, Don't Tell Repeal Act, which brought that to an end. Was yeah. that a, was that a Clinton mm-hmm. era? Uh, yeah. So prior to Clinton, uh-huh. it was just straight up, we'll call it illegal to yeah. be homosexual in the military. Okay. Clinton was like, well, you're not allowed to ask, and they don't have to tell you. Okay. So he didn't actually change anything. Correct. And then Obama was like, this is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it was. It went into effect in uh, 2011, but he signed it in 10. Mm -hmm. Around this time, May 1st, we mentioned this earlier in the episode, May 1st, 2011, he authorized the operation to kill Osama bin Laden in Abbottabad, Pakistan. Um, That's how this book ends. Yeah. So that's where my note's in. I'm I'm along for the ride now. Okay. The same year uh, that Osama was killed, Obama ordered a drone strike in Yemen 
targeting and killing Anwar al-Awlaki, an American imam suspected of being an al-Qaeda organizer and supporter. He became the first U.S. citizen to be targeted and killed by a U.S. drone strike uh, without the rights of due process being afforded. <laughs> that we know about him. Yeah, right. Uh, the same year, he signed a four-year renewal of the Patriot Act, which continued an expanded surveillance program set up by W while implementing some reforms. In 2012, so this is a re-election year, he and Biden uh, defeated the Republican ticket of Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney and Representative Paul Ryan of Wisconsin. What to- year was Howard Dean? <laughs> I think Howard Dean might have been... 08, or was he 12? I think, yeah, it was yeah. that first run, right? <laughs> That's bananas. That, 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 I forgot that's about Howard Dean. Spell show, Ch- yeah. Chappelle show sketch about it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he won 51% of the popular vote. A month later, he we mentioned this earlier, so this is December of 12, uh, he pledged to fight for gun control in his address to the nation after the horrific shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut that resulted in the death of 20 school children and six adults. That was a powerful moment for me watching that speech. I, w- I remember exactly where I was, you know, and actually we should say we're recording this on September 11th of 22 on a obviously a very important day to say the least of our nation's history where everybody knows where they were, assuming that you were born then. But I do remember seeing that address we, uh, Straight No Chaser had a show in New Jersey and we were all staying at some casino hotel and that was on. And the next night we played at another casino right outside of Newtown. It was maybe a 30 minute drive uh, from Newtown and there were people in the audience. And one of the songs in the show that was actually one of my favorite songs that we ever performed, it was a great arrangement of Fix You by Coldplay. And it just so happened to be that, that night, like two days, maybe I think two days, give or take after that event. And dude... It was a miracle that we could get through, but there were people who came through the, the the line, the signing line at the end of the show, which we always had for CDs and shirts and all that. And they were from Newtown and the surrounding community. And they were just like, that meant and helped so much to us as a community in that moment. And thank you for like, couldn't get the words out, but that's part of the reason why I remember that just seeing him get choked up in the speech and compose himself was a really powerful moment. Alex Jones just got hit for like $80 million or some crazy yeah, stuff like as he that. Man, that, that trial was amazing. Yeah. I hope that makes that dude go away forever. God, but yeah. it was it was their parents. It was the same Correct. parents Correct. that were suing him. Yeah. And Didn't his lawyer send without... On accident. Oh, yeah, he accidentally everything. sent like all everything. the texts to that the other. That was not an accident. <laughs> to the prosecution. Well, yeah. no There's definitely a point where he was like, oh, okay, I'm done dealing with this guy. Yeah. I'm just going to accidentally yeah. send him over. Yeah, that was not The an best was when he was like, no, no, no. We know you've been lying. He waited for like four days or something yeah. into the trial. And he was yeah. like, by the way, we allowed you to perjure yeah. yourself for four days. <laughs> we have everything. And the look on his face. Yeah, it was great. Priceless. Actually, no, $80 million worth of a look. Yeah. <laughs> was like, what do you mean? <laughs> but didn't he play it off? He was like, oh, you got me, Columbo. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't remember. Or Perry Mason, whatever it was. I just, he I needs know. to go away forever. Yeah. December of 15, so now he's into his second term, he started a $348 billion program Did we- to back the biggest U.S. buildup of nuclear arms since Reagan left the White House. Oh, yeah. So we're, I mean, we're we're advancing into a second term here, just for yeah. Sake there of time. was some just random stuff in there that we like. Yeah. We like there were a lot of things we didn't talk about, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to this. Sure, we'll just say that probably aren't huge fans, and this is one of the things that we had talked about, and we were kind of dreading about getting into like pretty much Reagan on because everybody yeah. has strong opinions, like right. 
I don't really care what your opinions are about any of them, honestly. We did skip over some stuff. There was a lot of stuff, especially because we lived through a lot of it. So, like, yeah. And you probably felt very impacted by certain things. Like some of the things that happened sure. may have greatly impacted your own life, yeah. whether they were the president's fault or not. It's an easy person to blame. Yeah. So uh, if we skip something you're upset about, like, well, the climate change bill that he passed, the oh, ACA, sure. yeah. the, cha- the climate change bill where he like breaks up the party with China is really funny. Like he literally like, so they had a deal with the European countries and China was like not wanting to come to the table and they wanted to publicly be like, well, they won't sign the thing. And they're saying that like, it's their fault. Like they're the ones doing most of the pollution and they want to put the cost off onto the poorer countries. And so he was like, that's not at all what's happening. Uh, and he knew that the Chinese like syndicate was just in a different part of this room. So he like grabbed Hillary Clinton and some of his people and just like literally walked in on them. Yeah. He was like, so you guys aren't going to come to the meeting. And they were like, uh, nobody knew what to do. Yeah. And 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 the other guy was was like, I know you're about to say this to the media. Yeah. We both know that's not true. Uh Like we have an actual deal on the table. Why don't we just go ahead and get this done? Yeah. It's like, that was the coolest thing (laughs) I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a South (laughs) side of Chicago move. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like, what are we doing this? Yeah, that's um, really cool. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing that we did, the H1N1 2010. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh, yeah. He, I forgot about like, that. Like, they, yeah. like, totally overdid, and they created the playbook for what to do in case of a pandemic, and it got thrown out on day one in 2016. I think I actually remember hearing about W doing a lot behind the scenes to stockpile vaccines. Yeah. And like, I mean, W, I mean. But to, they had, well, he did, but they created, like, the the actual like they here's what who? to do obama's administration Obama, obama's okay. like because of h1n1 they yeah. were like we got lucky because this wasn't as deadly as we thought it was going okay. to be they had plans in place and then they created like a standard operating procedure what okay. you should do literally that got thrown away hmm. in 2016 and literally in 2020 yes like they literally threw it in the trash yes like huh. it was thrown out and how much you how much you think that would sell for on ebay now Oh, a lot. There was also is eBay was, still a thing? Yeah, oh, eBay's yeah. a thing. Yeah, eBay's yeah, still really? out there. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on eBay in a long time. You're thinking Yahoo? Uh, no, it's also still a thing. I still um, have an active Yahoo address. Yeah, dude, it's so funny because <laughs> they, they send me my line, to line of work I'm in. I see a lot of people's emails, <laughs> and every time somebody comes at me with a hotmail, I'm like, just just really? update it. Really, just get. <laughs> You're trying to get a job, like yeah. update your email. Yeah. <laughs> he also was the first president to, well, this maybe is... Little known facts territory. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. fine. Okay, we'll save it then. That's fine. Okay. You're going to steal it from me now, and I'm going to be pissed off because I'm going to forget to say it. Well, we'll probably take a break before then. We will. Yeah, we're getting there. He said, yeah, let's bring in Russ. Yeah, you've been here this whole time. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot about Biden. Okay. Who is he again? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I don't know if he does either. <laughs> He's so old. So, uh, didn't you say last time? You're like, you guys, we got someone who was born when World War II was still yeah, going on. As, as the he leader was born, of our country. Yeah. Joseph Biden uh, okay. was born November 20th, 1942 in Scranton, wow. Pennsylvania. Like, not even wow. the end of World War II. Yeah. Uh, George H.W. <laughs> Bush was flying planes when he was born. Yeah, that's true. Flying Gosh. planes at Yale or whatever. Well, he was yeah. falling out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I put his head on the back <laughs> and stung by a Portuguese man of war. That's right. I forgot Portugal was in World War II. 
Biden entered the Senate in 1970. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Like, that's before rumors. Yeah. Mm. He entered the Senate before rumors was written. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. Yeah, that's one way to put it. What's your favorite song from rumors? Man, I, I second go... Secondhand news. Secondhand it's secondhand news. news. I go never going back again in dreams. I mean, dreams is kind of my jam, but... I mean, second... I, I Rhiannon's also good, too. It's a, it's a banger to open an album on. Uh-huh. Secondhand news yeah. is a great song. Yeah, yeah it does get it going. What's yours? And, and, and actually, Lindsey Buckingham is really kind of the star of the show on Never Going Back Again. It's just is kind he? of a Lindsey song. Dreams has two chords in it. If you're a real man, your your answer's the tusk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really that, trapped. You mean that weird guy. one? <laughs> weird one with the drums? Uh, like, yeah, tusk. Favorite song. Hidden trap. That's my favorite. Was tusk even from Rumors? It's probably not. I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't know. Russ, tell us about old Joe Biden. So he was on the Senate Committee on the Judiciary. Okay. The Judiciary Committee? I don't know. I think it's Senate Committee on the Judiciary. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> he he oversaw six U.S. Supreme Court nominations. Wow. Yeah. So he's definitely responsible. He's definitely responsible. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stop saying thanks, Obama, and say <laughs> thanks, Biden. thanks, Senator Biden. <laughs> Two of those, so one of them was Clarence Thomas, uh-huh. and a, you know that whole there yep. was like that uh, Anita Hill. Mm-hmm. No, but before that, though, there was something about like Robert. natural law or something that that he tried to peg Thomas with. And there's trying inter- to do what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to entrap. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so he bend it over. All right, <laughs> go ahead. He Russ. oversaw the Clarence Thomas <sighs> and uh, Robert Bork. Oh gosh, which was an unsuccessful yeah nomination. nomination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they said that's where the term Bork came from. Huh? Like the lady with the the, the goose dress. Oh, the what the, the lady, the singer with the goose dress? That's, that's, Bjork. Oh, that's yeah. Bjork. That's Bjork. Yeah, yeah. She's from Iceland. <laughs> Isn't but, that weird? <laughs> It's not the same. You've heard the expression to like bork something. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry, Russ. <laughs> but, but, like to screw something. I always saw bork. <laughs> Did you say screw something or screw something up? <laughs> to screw something up, like you've like you've messed mm-hmm. something up. You oh, you borked, borked it up. It. Yeah, I've okay. never heard really. That. Is that that might be a thing? I it, think I vaguely may have one time heard an older person say that. I don't think you have. Oh, you man, have. I really borked that one up. Yeah. Uh, it actually means character assassination. Oh. Bork does. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Because he was not nom- or he was not confirmed. Yeah, he of- didn't end up getting confirmed. And it, a lot of it was because the way Biden orchestrated these nominations, he really let him... He didn't really attack him. He kind of let him hang himself. Huh. Um, so he... I thought that was the Clintons. Oh, that's good. That happened. <laughs> that was, that's really good. That was for Blaine. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. They called him Amtrak Joe. Oh yeah, yeah. because yeah. he uh, he rode from uh, because he saw the railroads be invented. <laughs> <laughs> he's, out, he's out in California. Just like wow. 1840s. I mean, he was really around. Yeah. Forever, uh-huh. like he was involved oh, in man. Like he was against 
There are some really great songs from 2012. Now that we're going into Obama, oh, this is good. I'll get through this very quickly, okay, so okay. we can get to 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they called him Amtrak Joe. He was against busing. Yeah, and yeah, um, he was and, Amtrak Joe. In 19, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it had nothing to do. With it. <laughs> can I can I just share this really fun Joe Biden quote? Yeah. Oh, he's a lot of gas. I know, I know. But this was when you were talking about they called him Antrac Joe and then a I Brazilian. <laughs> quote I got hairy legs that turned blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach into the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and watch the hair come back up again. <laughs> What is happening? I got hairy legs that <laughs> turn blonde in the sun. And the kids. He really is. He's President Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talked about his hairy legs in the pool. What happens if I got my hairy legs in the pool? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> If you were made out of cheese, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I rode my bike and my foot got stuck in it. <laughs> oh, man. Russ, what else do you have about uh, Joe done. Biden? Okay. All I right. don't want to talk about him. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I Russ. wish I would have come with that. President Harry Carey. Yeah. Wait, he, he did it, yeah, guys. Uh, the U.S. dropped. Over 26,000 bombs on seven different countries. Oh. It sounds like a lot. Well, those the people in those countries were just somebody that we used to know. <laughs> yeah, that's a 2012 was that 20, banger. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, it was. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because now Gauthier is just somebody that we used to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really saw that coming. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. But he's doing fine, I'm sure. He's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, that he same still gets year, five cents every time ninety two point three plays that song. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't oh, know how man. money works with songs. Don't get me started. Whoever, yeah, whoever owns his whoever owns his masters, yeah. probably is doing oh, yeah. pretty well. He's doing all right. Sony, Columbia. That same year, Disney. Obama's administration brought an end to the ban on transgender people serving openly in the U.S. Armed Forces. That's 2016. In December of 2016, so he's on his way out. Obama permanently banned new offshore oil and gas drilling in most United States-owned waters in the Atlantic and Arctic oceans. Using the 1953 Outer Continental Shelf Act, which I did not research because it sounded really boring, but I thought that was kind of cool as far as just conservation. It was like the first time he went out there and he was like, hey, I just met you and this is crazy, crazy, but you can't drill here. Stop drilling, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it sounded. During Obama's presence. That was number two, by the way. <laughs> oh, that was? Yeah. Who did that one? That was... Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, man. I forgot about Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, didn't uh, Lady Gaga have a big run in 2012? Gaga? I feel like she would have had uh, well, Lady Gaga. I'll see. I don't think so. This is... I kissed a girl, I'm pretty sure. Okay. No, that might have been 2008. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Katy Perry That's did. That's early Katy Perry. Right work. Um, uh, Florida is still going in 2012. Was that That's my house? shocking. Was that my house shocking. in 2012? It's still on the list. Welcome to yeah. my house. Whistle? Uh, Whistle. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... Yeah. What did Taylor Swift have in 2012? Oh, pff, what didn't she have? I know. What, three boyfriends? <laughs> um, <laughs> All of whom got written into a song that oh, she made easily, millions yeah. off of. John Mayer. Kelly Clarkson, this is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay. That's Good 2012. Song. Song. I mean, this is... 
We Are Young by yeah. Fun. Lights Fun. by Ellie Golding. Oh, man. Fun um, had a, a, a brief yeah. run of just brilliance. <laughs> you know me, or you think you do. Fun. Uh, Ed Sheeran had some jams come out in 2012, I think, too. Uh, what did Ed Sheeran have come out in 2012, Blaine? Oh, uh, boy. Because that was my... the top 25. That was my last year in Straight on Chaser, and we recorded... Are we sure Ed, Ed Sheeran's old enough for 2012? Yeah. That's 10 years ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. He's not on anyway, this list. Let's see here. So, uh, yeah, his presidency ended on January 20th, 2017, upon the inauguration of his successor, 2017. Donald J. Trump. He left office with a 60% approval rating. That is 6-0. Since leaving office, he spent a lot of time writing. His autobiography that we read for this episode garnered him a $65 million deal with Penguin Random House. The Barack Obama Presidential Center is his planned presidential library. It will be hosted by the University of Chicago, his alma mater. No, not his alma mater, uh, where he taught. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be located in Jackson Park on the south side of Chicago. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear a word from another one of our great sponsors. And you are listening to the Meteor of the Presidential Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ryan. If you need custom-made t-shirts for your team or organization, look no further than our good friends here in Indy, The Art Press. The Art Press is a local, eco-friendly small business that's been around for years here in Indy, designing and printing all the super comfortable shirts you may have seen through their parent company's store, Vardigan. We've worked with them on our awesome new shirts that feature Thomas Jefferson riding a fire-breathing mastodon, and our experience couldn't have gone better. If you need help creating a design or you have your artwork ready, ready to print, Derek and the team at The Art Press can help you get your orders set up online quickly and easily. Plus, they ship everywhere and offer excellent customer service. Get a quote on your order of shirts today at theartpress.com. That's theartpress.com. Uh, we're back. Let's talk about Barack Obama's legacy. We didn't talk a lot about it, but besides being known for the good and the bad of the Affordable Care Act, here's a list of some other things that he did. Okay. You ready? DACA. He enacted education reform for veterans, funded future space exploration. In what way? He, he what, for the veterans or space? Yeah, veterans. Or, yeah. He made it easier for them to transfer. He the GI expanded Bill. on the post nine eleven GI Bill. Yeah, and you yeah. could transfer it to your uh, spouse and children. There you go. Under oh. him, there was another veterans point that he did where it was a big push for awareness of veteran suicide, more mm -hmm. services that were offered through the yep. VA, et cetera. Uh, funded future space exploration, signed legislation that Thanks, called... Obama. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, we made it this far without one of those. Well, no. you know what? He, I think he put a pause on lunar exploration, and he said, let's just make it space in general as opposed to just the moon. He's like, let's do other things. Oh, is, that, oh is, that makes sense. That but it also like seems like a very American thing. Like, Let's just check out the thing that's here. <laughs> That's closest. Yeah. He signed legislation that called for free and healthier school lunches for American kids. That He's, was a big Michelle. Uh huh. Movie, yeah. Right? That was kind of her, her yeah, passion do you project. How mad people got about that? Yeah. Fox News got oh, well, yeah. pissed. Yeah. yeah. Like, how dare she tell me what my kids can eat? Like, maybe. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. feeding them ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> That's a vegetable. <laughs> He signed legislation to reduce carbon pollution from existing power plants by more than 30% by 2030. Coming up on that. He improved services for female victims of violent crimes. He increased the federal minimum wage. He repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Signed a nuclear Not arms enough. treaty with Russia. Officially ended the Iraq War. Ordered Wait, the killing of bin Laden. Not enough of which thing? The minimum wage. Oh, oh yeah. The minimum wage has gone up like... 
25 cents. I think cents he, he raised it like three whole bucks, though. Most likely I know prevented, it hasn't gone up very much since like the 70s, yeah. which is insane. Most likely prevented a second Great Depression. It's also worth noting that the government let corporations get bigger and economic power grow more concentrated during his tenure. He got criticized for not pushing anti-monopoly measures against Google and Facebook, airlines, big food, and agricultural companies. He's also gotten criticized for deporting 3.2 million people. A record number were deported from the U.S. under his administration. Even Biden called the deportation of hundreds of thousands of people without criminal records under Obama's administration, quote, a big mistake. Tan suit. Uh, he was criticized for wearing a tan suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that for? Was that just some press conference or something? Uh, I don't remember, but they said it was unpresidential. Yeah. They forgot about how Reagan used to wear a tan suit <laughs> quite often. It was like the stuff that people would yeah. like get hung up on and it would be a news cycle for days. Yeah, like, yeah, we missed a lot of that stuff. I mean, I remember yeah. that tan suit controversy sure. when it happened, and I was like, why is this a thing? Yeah. Why does this matter? Yeah. According to C-SPAN's Presidential Historian Survey, Barack Obama currently sits at, take a guess. Oh. Nine. Nine? Russ? I know he's high. Oh, I thought you were... Well, that was in his younger years. <laughs> Russ? Mm, Eleven. Ginny? If you had to guess where Presidents he... Yeah. yeah. If you had to guess, not your ranking. Like, if you had to guess, like, historically where, where C-SPAN would he fall? put him. Yeah. Oh, like six. It's directly in the, between what you guys said. He's ten? number 10. Oh, He's up from 12, which is where he was in 2012. Let's finish this statement like we always do for the last time. Here Oof. we go. Barack Obama is the reason the United States of America... Dot, dot, dot. There's easy answer, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to avoid that one. Yeah, yeah. Too. this is good. I like this pregnant pause. I'll go while you guys are thinking. Okay. But I, th- I think to the bigger point, Blaine, you, you, you talked about this earlier. Having having been asked this question 43 yeah. times, yeah. <laughs> that I would have given it thought. Yeah. And I legitimately have yeah. not given this question thought until just now, which is a problem on my part. I think I'm going to echo your sentiment earlier, because this is what I was legitimately thinking while I was prepping for this episode, but has given hope and inspiration to countless young mm-hmm. Children of color. I mean, the easy answer is has an African American president. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. But like that milestone is like, okay, yes. Period. But it's enormous. Like, that's an enormous yeah, milestone. The, the like, ramifications of that yeah. positively. I mean, yeah. that so many kids can, can say, hey, he did it. I can too. So many of his policies are the reason that we got out and got on top of like prosperity or being able to financially come out of 2008. Yeah. But I don't know of a good way. Like, he's the reason that we turned the the financial crisis around. Okay. Because, like, even when they were running for president, yep. when they were trying to pass, what was it called, TARP? Yeah. yeah. He was the one that, like, got McCain. Like, McCain was like, well, I'm going to suspend my campaign. And he was like, I'm not suspending my campaign right. because presidents should have to, like, should be able yeah. to worry about multiple things at a time. Yeah. But we've also been trying to have conversations about this, and he's the one not coming to the table to have mm. conversations. And they're politicizing a thing that we have to do to make sure that we don't have another Great Depression. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Bush is the one that actually passed it, but like he actually was in the room and having a lot of the conversations. Sure. And he had to continue to make those decisions because Greece fell. Oh, yeah. In like 2011 yeah. right. or 2012. That. Yeah. And that, yeah. that was right as everything was about to like hit a precipice. Yeah. And we were about to come back to normal. Greece fell. Yep. Uh, economically and that threw us back in a tailspin and he had to keep doing even more yeah. stuff 
the amount of of legislation and decisions he had to make financially, like pretty strongly got us back to like yeah. being a strong economic country again. Yeah. I, there's something to be said there. Yeah. And um, I know he got criticized for like not doing enough or like, you know how income disparity happens. I mean, any president we saw right after him, all the people that like criticized him got the opportunity to just say the quiet part out loud. There was, mm. there was one singular reason he got criticized as much as he did. Yeah. And also, Russ, do I think? don't think we can. He was really cool. Like they were all. He is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michelle and him. He's got a podcast with Bruce Springsteen for crying out loud. Like that's yeah. just that's oh, also that's, cool. that's also cool. Yeah. But I hear your point. Yeah. Is I, it? But I mean, compared to it is a cool podcast. I've listened yeah, to it. Yeah. It is cool. I don't know. Compared to the president before and the president after, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Voldemort. <laughs> Both of them. <gasps> don't say that. I don't know. Don't I, I think what? it can't say Voldemort. I guess. Oh, what? Crap, I said it twice. Yeah, if I say Voldemort a third time, he's going to appear. One, yeah, he's the one this is the guy without the nose. Yeah, Ray, you can't Ray say Fiennes. It? Ray Fiennes. He's like uh, Candyman. You can't say it. Yeah, you're not allowed to say. But it. he's in all of the movies, isn't he? Yeah, he's the Candyman of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And you can't say it. You can't say These Candyman. Ah, oh, so crap. stupid. Um, he seemed more like a person. He was born in Kenya, right? <laughs> <sighs> Yet again, great rust delivery. We bookended it. We just totally went. Just bookended it. Rust delivery. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is now, but, uh, well, Well, nobody does. (laughs) Yeah. He won't show us his birth certificate. 1961. So that's, uh, roughly 39 plus 22 is one. He's 61 years old. Is that right? Really? Yeah. 62. Yeah. I mean, did you see his comments recently when their portraits were? He made the comment like he like was well, doting was over his wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's talking about his wife's portrait. Yeah, and he was like, wasn't very hard to make her look super fine. Yeah, like yeah, he's just he's freaking cool. Man. We talked a little bit. Of, I think you spoke a, a bit on this during W's episode of just the the interaction between George W. Bush and Michelle Obama, just that yeah. that budding friendship. They're friends, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think it's important to note, like, put your partisanship yeah. aside. We're not talking about policy. Like yeah. he's a cool dude. Yeah, it's kind of what I said about Bill Clinton. Yeah. Like, well, if you remember from Clinton's episode, the, the reason Clinton didn't like him was because he was like, "Holy crap, this guy's more effervescent than I am." Yeah, and like, he, yeah. And he comes from a lot of the same background that I do as well. Yeah. Think about it. They they like, both was, didn't know their dad. It wasn't because he defeated his wife in an election. He was like, "This guy might be cooler than me," and that's yeah. like that's my thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's like get off my stoop. That's my thing, man. Yeah. For the last time in a regular episode, some little-known facts. Here we go. Barack Obama shares distant ancestors in common with George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, and Jefferson Davis. What? They were all Kenyan? They were from Hawaii? <laughs> Great runners. <laughs> distant ancestors. Shares them all in common with okay. them. Uh, there were a lot of firsts uh, when it comes to Obama. Oh, wait. Yes, go ahead. Uh, first president to brew beer in the White House. No, that you that wasn't on that my one? list. I'm Damn so happy. It. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, so they they started a garden, like a, an actual garden, in the like that mm-hmm. they grew fruits and stuff. Found out uh, fruits and vegetables. They found out that one of the White House workers was also a beekeeper. Okay, and got permission to start a beehive. That beehive started producing like it was something like a hundred pounds of honey oh. a year, huh. and one of the naval officers that worked there, he was in the navy mess, uh-huh. dabbled in okay. brewing, 
and said, well, we could use this to make like a honey brown cool. brew. And so Obama bought a brewing, like a home brewing kit and brewed like a honey brown beer. He was the first president to brew beer in the White House. That's really cool. There, mm-hmm. there are like stories that President Washington brewed beer and made his own whiskey, but it was yeah. before he was in the White House. I think he, he had the first distillery one. at Mount Vernon, I think. Yeah. But he yeah. was the first to brew cool. beer in the White House. That's fun. That is cool. I yeah. like that. Way to go. He was also <laughs> the first U.S. president ever to visit Kenya, uh, the homeland of his dad. He was the first to address both houses of the U.K. Parliament, the first sitting president to visit Hiroshima 71 years after the atomic bombing there, the first sitting president to speak in front of the African Union, the first sitting president to visit Cuba since Coolidge did it in 1928, and the first sitting president to call for full equality for gay Americans. He addressed both houses of parliament? Yeah, he was like one of only, I think, five people to be... funk and the (laughs) (laughs) All-Stars. Nice. Uh, I think he was one of only maybe five or six people historically to be invited to do it. It's fun to watch those. Have you watched... Uh, a, I don't know what you call it, a session of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they just yell out. They yell at <laughs> I mean, each other. Yeah. And they, they like cheer each other on squids on the ice. Like it's like they really, they, somebody they gets care. a hat trick and everybody yeah. throws their hat. And out. there's some guy in like the powdery wig who's yeah. like, they still wear those. Order. Order. Yeah. They don't, it's, it's really fun to watch. They yeah. just yell out and scream and yeah. Yeah. He used his power under the 1906 antiquities act to create 25 new national monuments during his presidency and expand for others, protecting a total of a half billion acres of federal lands and waters, more than any other U.S. president. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> now that the Queen's dead, do you think like the countries get their stuff back? Or is that how that works at the end of every royal reign? They're like, all right, so. like an estate sale? Oh. Yeah. I don't think so. You just take all the stuff out of the British museums and you're like, <laughs> we know it's yours. It would be a good time for Nick Cage to go over to like the, you know, the British Museum while everyone's on the funeral. His hands? <laughs> I haven't seen Nick haven't Cage's seen? hands. Huh? No, no. King, King Charles oh. III. Uh, yes. Uh, King Charles Cavalier. Um, his hands are. Like, are they I think something's wrong. No, tiny hands? they're giant. Oh, they're giant hands. They're like, oh. they're like swollen giant. Oh. Yeah, they don't. He look needs an healthy. EpiPen. They don't look yeah. healthy. Maybe he's bloated. They don't look healthy. King, King Charles diet. Cavalier. He's no. allergic to work. <laughs> he hasn't done it in seventy years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his first job. Obama's a Grammy winner. He won Best Spoken Word Album for the audiobook versions of his books "Dreams from My Father." Yeah, there's uh, been there's only been three presidents that were Grammy winners. I thought there was more: Clinton, uh-huh. Obama, Obama uh-huh. and Carter. Correct. Yeah, all for their own books. Yeah. yeah, none for music. In 2011, he invited the 1985 Chicago Bears to the White House. Hell yeah! Uh, the team had not visited the White the House. Undefeated Chicago Bears currently. Do you know why they didn't visit after their Super Bowl win in '86? Reagan. No, I mean he was president, but do you remember why? No, the Challenger disaster. Oh. It was basically going to be not like, this is my last little known fact. So this is the last little known fact of our regular episodes. Here we go. Wow. 2011, Australia's Northern Territory Chief Minister, Paul Henderson, gifted President Obama a $50,000 insurance policy that would cover the president in case he was attacked by a crocodile. 
The president called it, quote, the most unique gift I've ever received as president. I just thought that was funny. Uh, crocodile. Was he, was oh, yeah, no, you're going to hold on to that uh, one. Yeah, Actually, it. make somebody else hold on to it in case he bites you. <laughs> <laughs> just cracks open a Foster's. This was really fun. Don't forget to order a Jefferson on a Mastodon shirt to show your support of the podcast. Uh, there's a link to that in the show notes where you can get one of those sent to you. They're pretty rad. If you want to be among the first to hear about our next podcast adventure, go sign up for our Patreon right now patreon.com slash presequential you will also get to unlock all of our past episodes and get access to our future ones when you sign up got to become a tier two patron though so check for that guys this is the last one well let's talk about what comes next yes so, shall we drum roll i don't know if it'll be in two weeks exactly it'll yeah. depend on if our schedules allow us to record between now and then correct we're going to do one episode where we rank the presidents yeah. and what basically what we're going to do is brian will host as he is wont to do. Yes. And we will just go around the table starting at 44 uh-huh. and then talk about why somebody has something yeah. different. Um, it'll be interesting to, and, and I will keep track of everyone's cool. list. Nice. So at the end, we'll just power through it. Yeah. And I am interested to see how this is going to shape up. Yeah. Bring your own drinks. Yep. Whatever you want. Yes. Right. On that <laughs> episode, I'm just going to be shooting straight tequila. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring some limes. Yeah. I'd love to do tequila shots with you, Blaine. That'd just be the fun. entire time. Just, are Russ we going to be ranking done. the cocktails that we drank also? Oh, no, man. No. All right. Know. Russ and I have done tequila shots before. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been told. And then from there, we'll, we'll explain in that episode what yeah. our plan is moving yeah, forward. It's going to be fun. I, it's, so, yes, not the official last episode of this podcast, no. but the last on a president. Uh, but we did it. Yeah, we did it, man. We did it. We and did thank it. you guys so much for listening along with us. We will be uh, releasing our next episode at a TBD future date. It's something unpredictable. But in the end, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope, hope you had the time of your life. Russ, you're not that's singing. The, yeah, that's the... <laughs> yeah, uh, fits the theme. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, thanks for yeah, listening to all of our episodes, uh, especially this one, episode 44, The Meteor of the Presequential Podcast. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.